Welcome in to another episode of the Money Call Podcast. It's our final episode in the 2022-2023 uh, NFL season. I'm your host, Samuel Bigelow, joined by Gabby Mozipo. It's bittersweet because it's the Super Bowl this week. Uh, our next episode will be a post this season, so it'll be just getting ready for uh, the draft or whenever we do our next episode. Um, but that'll be next season. So uh, a, a, a hopefully going to be a great close to a great a great football season, but of course, sad that we will not have football games um, until, I mean, preseason next year, but really not until September when the regular season gets started. But uh, Gabby, welcome in. I'm excited to talk about this last game of the Super Bowl we have, or of the season we have with you. I'm pretty excited to talk about the Super Bowl as well. The, I mean, the last game of the year, biggest game. It's actually the biggest, you know, event of the year in sports when it comes to televised showing people who are actually watching the game. Most people are watching because of Rihanna or the audience or the, the commercials, but nonetheless, I've, I'm pretty excited for a pretty good, pretty good uh, show. Yeah, definitely the biggest uh, sporting event of the year. I mean, worldwide FIFA did uh, the NFL a big favor. They just put that the world cup in cutter and uh, made everybody uh a little less excited. So big favor there for the NFL, making the Super Bowl a little bit of a bigger event. Um, but yeah, super excited to talk about it. I have a little bit of a different format this uh, this episode. And just for housekeeping purposes, this is being recorded uh, Thursday, February 9th in the evening. Uh, it'll come out later tonight or in the morning. Um, but of course, we just have the info that is up to date as of this point. Uh, that's the odds we're using, using DraftKings as always. Uh, but We'll be talking just a little bit about the game. Just have a few questions to run through with Gabby here. Um, just chat about it a little bit before we actually get into our picks. And, of course, we'll talk about some of our favorite player props uh, and things like that. So, without further ado, just to jump right in, the our question that's – our only question that's not really about the two teams in the, in the Super Bowl, Gabby, in your opinion, are these the two most deserving teams to be in the Super Bowl this year? Yeah, I think so. I mean, they were the number one seeds coming into the playoffs, both deserving to win their divisions um, in both regard. The Chiefs, they came in preseason. People thought their division was going to be the best division in football, and the Chiefs ended up showing that they were still the kings of the AFC, winning the AFC West for, I think, at least five years in a row. And then on the other hand, the Eagles – People thought their division wasn't going to be all that, but it ended up being one of the best divisions of all time, as you might hear later on. Um, they were able to win that, go on a nice 14-3, become the one seed, and they both were able to get the, the buy. And with that, they, they were able to get some nice benefits from that. So I think they both were very deserving of this throughout the year. They both showed their dominance. And, and all the teams that were fakers and phonies like the Vikings – or the Bills, I mean, those two teams, or the Giants, I think those three teams really encapsulate, like, the phonyism of the playoff teams. Um, <laughs> they just weren't able to get it done. So I think the Eagles and the Chiefs are the two most deserving teams. And I think this is a year where the Super Bowl is. I think the winner of this is really going to decide who is the best team all year. Yeah, I mean, of course, you know, you can't take anything away from the Eagles. They, I guess they technically deserve it. I think um, I should have worded the question more. Are these the two best teams that could be in the Super Bowl? And that's definitely not the case, in my opinion. The Eagles, 
absolute pretenders. We'll definitely talk about it more uh, later on in the in the podcast. And and people listening to this podcast prior to the Super Bowl, I am telling you, Eagles do are there. I'm I'm gonna sneak peek. I think they're gonna lose. I think they're totally pretenders. Um, I mean, they're a good team. Obviously, they got a lot of talent, but I don't think they're the best team in the NFC. San Francisco, I think, definitely was the better team, and they unfortunately for them, uh, they had their their quarterbacks go down after having their previous their starting previous two starters go down as well. Um, no, no other team could even have made it as far as they did on their third string quarterback. So it just goes to show how talented San Francisco is, and I I think Brock Purdy had enough to get it done. Um, so unfortunate that they they went out. Um, I talked about them a lot on the last pod, obviously, that I, I really had a lot of faith in them. And it, obviously, there was that was out the window early with the injuries of the quarterback uh, position. But yeah, other than that, I think the Eagles are probably the second best team in the NFC. Um, so if there was if it wasn't going to be the 49ers, then I would be glad it's the Eagles. Um, I still I said at the beginning of the, the playoffs, and I think we said multiple times throughout the the season that the AFC I think had the three best teams, the teams that were most likely to win the Super Bowl. I thought it, at the time I thought it was Cincinnati, um, Buffalo, and Kansas City. Obviously, like like Gabby said, that Buffalo did did crap the bed. They definitely um, I was totally wrong about them. They did not show their stuff in the playoffs, or maybe just Cincinnati was that good of a team. I guess I don't really know for sure, but Cincinnati was the only other team that I would consider. Um, on par with the with the Chiefs I think the two best teams in the NFL are the Chiefs and the Bengals this year and so unfortunate for the Bengals that only one team from the AFC can advance Um, and I do think that the Chiefs were the most deserving team to advance especially you know getting it done with Patrick Mahomes on a bum ankle Um, but I mean of course Cincinnati had the injuries on the O-line that was a big big deal for them but um, and then some interesting refing decisions as well but Either way, I do think Kansas City is the most deserving team in the AFC, the best team in the AFC. So glad it worked out the way it is. But if if I was going to have to pick two teams that were not in the Super Bowl right now, I would pick Cincinnati and San Francisco. And if I think I think we would have seen San Francisco in the Super Bowl if uh, Brock Purdy doesn't get hurt. But you can't take that away from the Eagles. We don't know if they would have got if uh, how that game would have gone. And as Gabby told me before the pod, you know if the um, if San Francisco had protected better then maybe that he would have been, would have been playing. So uh, that's on San Francisco to not protect uh, their quarterback as well as they needed to. So uh, Eagles definitely deserve that in the end. Uh, but yeah, we'll definitely be talking more about the division uh, that the Eagles are in later in the pod, as Gabby mentioned, to definitely have some thoughts on that. Uh, but we can move into our next question we have about the, the Super Bowl. Gabby, uh, is there somewhere that you think this game is going to be won or lost uh, any like particular matchup, any like players or uh, like sides of the ball, maybe like um, Eagles defense and chiefs offense, which sneak peek will probably be mine. Uh, but all right. Any, any, anywhere that you think that we're going to see the game won or lost um, for either side. Yeah. I think particular is going to be interesting to see how the uh, defensive and offensive line specifically on uh, the Eagles defensive line versus the Chiefs offensive line. We saw in the last Super Bowl, the Chiefs weren't able to handle the pass, uh, any pass rush that the Tampa Bay Bucks were able to run. And that's because they had a multitude of guys that were able to uh, pass rush and the Eagles are able, they're showing the same thing. They've, they've had some of the most, they've had, they're about to have the most sacks out of the entire playoffs of all time in terms of, in 
terms of the entire season, including the playoffs. So they have guys who are able to rush the passer from Pleasure Cox, Josh Sweat, Hassan Reddick, Brandon Graham, Javon Hargrave. All these guys are able to just rush the passer at an elite level. So I think that's interesting to see. And on the other side, the Chiefs, they've been fighting to – protect Mahomes ever since that moment, and they've rebuilt their offensive line, getting Creed Humphrey, getting Orlando Brown, Trey Smith, and those boys, and bringing him up to speed. So I think it's going to be a really interesting matchup to see if they're going to be able to fix the wrongs in the last Super Bowl and actually protect Mahomes. Because if they're able to do that, I do think the Chiefs have a chance of winning. But in the long run, I think the Eagles have too many guys sneak peek to for that line to handle. And I think they're going to be able to get to Mahomes quite a bit. And especially with his bum ankle, he's not going to be able to run around as much as before. So that's going to be a really interesting matchup, in my opinion. I don't think we'll see him super limited uh, mobility-wise, probably a little bit for sure. But um, I think we'll see a run or two from Mahomes that we're pretty impressed by in this game. Um, and and I think I think you're right, though. I think the game, I, what, like I was saying, I think the game is won or lost between – Kansas City's offense and Philadelphia's defense. How is how how are both sides able to hold up um, <clears throat> against some of their arguably maybe their toughest tests each all all season? Uh, Philadelphia, I I don't think has really been tested, so I think Kansas City is going to overcome Philadelphia. I I don't think really Philadelphia's played anybody good all season other than Dallas. Um, I'm not buying the rest of the division, uh, so I don't think Philadelphia has really been tested, um, and they. If they played Dallas once when um, who was the backup quarterback that I'm blanking on his name uh, for Dak Prescott? Um, Cooper Rush. Yeah, Cooper Rush. Yeah, yeah. They they played Cooper Rush. They've only been they've only played Dak once. Um, so yeah, I'm not I'm not saying I don't I don't I'm not buying that Philadelphia is a tried and tested defense. So I think Kansas City will overcome uh, on their offense will overcome the Philadelphia defense. So I think I, I and I think. Uh, Kansas City's O-line is one of the better offensive lines in the NFL this season, uh, in my opinion. So I think if anybody is going to hold up against the Philadelphia D-line, which is definitely full of studs, I think it would be Kansas City. Um, and you have a quarterback with great pocket awareness and some mobility in Patrick Mahomes, uh, as some mobility only limited due to his ankle like we talked about. But uh, I think it's going to be one of the last years. It's just going to be a test of Philadelphia's defense. Are they for real? Are they really – one of the best defenses we've seen in in year in the years past, or are they um, just a team that's got a really easy schedule? I think we're going to see that this game. Personally, I think we're going to see that they've just had a really easy schedule, um, but they have the opportunity to make me look silly and eat crow um, if they go out there and, and beat Kansas City um, or at least play well defensively against them. Uh, any other places that you think might be like, Focal points of the of the game, Gabby, that you wanted to mention. Yeah, I think as well, an interesting is going to be the Eagles wide receivers versus the young secondary of the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs are playing a lot of rookies back there, and they have been improving as the season has come along. But the Eagles have one of the better wide receiver cores. In the entire NFL, if you include Dallas Goddard as well, A.J. Brown is top five wide receiver, Devonta Smith, if not the best Robin in terms of secondary wide receiver in, in the NFL. So I think it's going to be a really interesting matchup from there if the rookies are going to be able to handle those guys and who's guarding Dallas Goddard down the seams. Um, I think that's going to be really interesting. I think Quest Watkins as well 
for a long touchdown if you're looking for a, a bet of who who's going to score a touchdown longer than 35 yards. Quez Watkins, I think this could be a game where he's going to get a shot. I don't know if he's going to catch it, but he will get his opportunity for one deep shot in this game. Yeah, I have to say I, I agree with you on the on that matchup, the uh, Eagles wide receivers versus the Chiefs um, defense. I just The Eagles, they do have really, really talented wide receivers. I I don't think, like I was kind of saying on the on the inverse, I just don't think that the Eagles have been tested enough. I don't think Jalen Hurts has been tested enough to really take advantage of it this season. Um, obviously, I think he's a quarterback that's good enough to win a Super Bowl, but I just don't think – I don't think he's maybe there yet um, personally. Um, I I don't think they're going to be able to take advantage of it, but it definitely is going to be a focal point. Um, I think the Chiefs are going to really need their defensive line to put pressure – on Jalen Hurts. Otherwise, if he if he gets tons of time, the, the, those receivers are going to get open. They're really obviously very talented. Um, I think they're the only receiving core that I think even rivals them is uh, Cincinnati's right now in the NFL. And I mean, I'm probably forgetting somebody, but oh, Miami, obviously, duh, they're very good. Um, but I mean, they're definitely a, a top receiving core um, for sure, um, especially when you consider Dallas Goddard. So definitely agree with you there. Um, I don't have any others to add, so we will move on to our next question. Uh, this is kind of a player prop question, but not really because, you know, we're not necessarily saying you're looking at the odds. Just who do you think is most likely to win? Uh, who do you think will win the Super Bowl MVP, Gabby? Um, your, your pick and maybe a, a dark horse or two. Super MVP pick, my favorite when it comes to uh, just you gave me $10 and you want me to win it. I'm picking Jalen Hurts. I think he's going to have the best opportunity. Quarterbacks always tend to win that award. If you look at the odds, I think A.J. Brown has the opportunity at plus 1,200. Sorry for the technical difficulties there. But as I was saying, A.J. Brown at plus 1,200, he's a very good very good opportunity here with the MB, uh, at the MVP odds, just given the fact that he's going to be playing a bunch of rookie corners here. And he's a very talented wide receiver. He has the opportunity to break out here for Super Bowl, make his name as a household name. I think he has the opportunity to score a touchdown. And as well, Miles Sanders, I think there's a game script out there that the NFL writers have written where – Miles Sanders, it's a really low grinding game, 24-21, and Miles Sanders has just 95 to 100 yards and it's a touchdown. Jalen Hurts has thrown maybe a pick or two and only has a touchdown, so they don't want to give it to the quarterback, but the Eagles end up winning. No defensive players have made any stud performances, so they end up just giving it to Miles Sanders. So I think those three guys are the best bet. If you are really leaning on the Chiefs, though, um, you, I think you got to bet on Mahomes. I don't think there's any really other choice there. I mean, if Travis Kelsey has a game, that means Mahomes was dealing. So, yeah, there, there's not a really other option there in terms of the Chiefs side of things. I do think there's a chance Travis Kelsey wins it if he gets multiple touchdowns. Like if they, if he's the only one who scores passing or receiving touchdowns for the Chiefs. And I think he could win it. But if there's another person, then I think it's hard to take it away from Mahomes. But I agree. I, I would say Mahomes is my pick, which is total chalk pick. It's not a in, 
exciting pick at all. It's totally probably what most people would say, but I really do think that's going to be the case. Uh, we obviously talked about where we think the biggest matchups are, and one of them is the Chiefs playing against the, um, the Eagles defense. If they're going to overcome the Eagles defense, it's going to have to be because Patrick Mahomes balls out uh, for the most part. So i um, got to say Patrick Mahomes. Uh, if I had to say a dark horse, I might say um, Isaiah Pacheco or um, Chris Jones, just because if, if for some, if some way it becomes a grinding sort of game, Patrick Mahomes throws a couple picks um, and they are really just running the ball. Um, I think I could see, it being a defensive grind if Chris Jones really puts pressure on or if Pacheco uh, really sc- breaks out and scores a couple touchdowns. I really think he's due for a touchdown. He'll be one of the people I talk about as a, a anytime touchdown, a pretty interesting bet. Um, maybe not my favorite one, but I think that he c- could potentially have a big game. Um, but yeah, I don't think anybody's anywhere near uh, the likelihood of Patrick Mahomes. And if I had to pick on the, on the other Eagles, I would pick Jalen Hurts as well, just because I think if uh, Jalen Hurts or Miles Sanders, you make a really good case for Miles Sanders. And I totally agree. Like if the Eagles, I think if the Eagles win, it's because they're grinding out the game, they're running the ball. Um, and so somebody is going to have to do something good on the ground, score some touchdowns on the ground. And I think the most two most likely people to do that for the Eagles are obviously Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders. So agree with you on that um, point. So yeah, not super crazy picks there, but those are who we, uh would endorse so without further ado we can move on to our picks against the spread and then we can cover uh some of our favorite bets for the week prop bets player props things like that uh so chiefs they are underdogs one and a half point underdogs against the eagles uh the over under is 51 points which we can pick as well um but gabby which way are you going with this one I'm going with them boys fly Eagles fly going with the Eagles here minus one and a half. I'm actually going to tease this up to minus six and a half myself. I think they're going to be able to swing by much more than touchdown. Um, the offense line for the Chiefs has been pretty good as of recently, but I think the Eagles are just going to be constantly be able to get to the quarterback. They've been able to do it all year, as I was tra- saying earlier. They have the most sacks of all time from a team. Um, Javon Hargrave, double-digit sacks. Josh Sweat, double-digit sacks. Hassan Reddick, double-digit sacks. Fletcher Cox, eight-and-a-half sacks. Brandon Graham, double-digit sacks. They just have a consistent amount of guys that can come and pressure the quarterback. Yes, the Chiefs have Creed Humphrey, Orlando Brown, Trey Smith, the guys that I've been naming earlier. Really good offensive linemen, but these guys are not ready for this sort of business and I don't really want to hear the argument that the Eagles haven't played anybody when the division has won the most games you're going to hear it you're going to hear it in a second (laughs) of any team of all time if we want to go down the list it was the Eagles dominating dude did you watch did you watch you watch football right do you think that the commanders had a chance to win the Super Bowl this year no, but they had a chance. Did you to make think the that the Did you think that the Giants had a chance to win the Super Bowl this year? Um, I know people who did. Uh, we know yeah, people. Who we did. know one crazy person who did. Yes. Okay. We need one person. I'll give you that. But you don't think that, and I know you don't think that. 
Dallas is the only team, and as we mentioned previously in the pod, they played Cooper Rush once and Dak Prescott once. Dallas is the only team that was is actually a Super Bowl contender that the Eagles played all season other than San Francisco. And as we know, San Francisco lost their quarterbacks. It was no they they had no point played a good team. They 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 have good stats. Their division won games somehow, but they were not Super Bowl contenders. I mean, they were proven they were Super Bowl contenders all year by having the one seed throughout the entire season, not losing it. They beat the Vikings pretty handily in week two. Eagles breakout game for Jalen Hurts. People want to say the Vikings were this one-loss team. They beat the Bills. They oh, we know they how the they line. beat the Bills. We know how they beat the Bills. Come on. The Bills handed them that game. Yes, they should have never let it be that close. But the Bills yeah. handed them that game at the end. We all know the fumble in the one-yard line. Well, I mean, sorry. Okay, Josh Allen fumbling and turning over the football. Have him. Sorry. Let me know when that doesn't when that happens again. Oh, I'm not. I'm oh. not. I'm not counting that as a marquee win. That's all I'm saying. I mean, if you just go back and look at the schedule and you look at the teams that they played throughout the entire season, they played their fair share of opponents, and so I I think the schedule. They played who was in front of them, and they crushed them. It's not like yeah. they were in these tight games. They demolished the Eagles 31-7. Minus 20 and a half, that hits. Minus 20 and a half, which is the Giants, that hit in the playoffs. It wasn't like these games were close. It was like, wow, they were close when they were playing these bad teams. They crushed them. Jalen Hurts hasn't had to hasn't, – the argument that Jalen Hurts hasn't played well in these playoffs – he hasn't had to play well in these playoffs. They've been winning by this by the second quarter of these games. They so, they crushed teams in the playoffs. They did not crush these teams in the regular season. And they and we all know, I mean, the Giants, that was an impressive win to crush the Giants. I ain't gonna take that away from them. But every other the, the 49ers, it was not an impressive win. It's not impressive to beat a team that's literally they were on the way to beating the Giants. So they weren't the the 49ers weren't getting Anything really done, the Eagles were coming after them. What quarter still. did Brock Purdy get hurt? The first quarter. Exactly. I That's like the the Bengals fans who were saying that they were going to beat the Bills because they were up by a touchdown and driving when DeMar Hamlin went down. Like, I'm not I'm not buying that. I just can't get there. I can't get down for that. At one quarter, come on. I mean, the defense also allowed 31 points. No, I mean, but you literally hand the ball off three times down 25 points in the NFC Championship. I mean, you are you have all hope lost. Yeah. There's no hope on any any side of the ball at that point. I'm I'm just saying that game is – I don't see how you can put any stock into that game. And if you go to the regular season, the last game of the regular season, these are games that the Eagles wanted to win. Remember, they didn't try it that hard in this game, but – they wanted to win still. They barely beat the Giants, beat them by six when the Giants had all their backups in. And again, I know they benched those get their their starters later in the game. The Eagles did. Um game before that, they lost to the Saints with Gardner Minshew, who's who's not a bad quarterback. Definitely better than um Josh Johnson, in my opinion. Even before that. I know that that's what I think Gardner Minshew. 
not a terrible quarterback, but not great. Um, they did lose to Dallas in that one game. They didn't have Jalen Hurts in that one, so I'll I won't take that away from them. But they barely beat the Bears. They beat the Bears by five. They beat the Giants. Uh, their first time they crushed them that time. Uh, beat the Titans. Barely beat the Packers. Barely beat the Colts. Lost to the Commanders. Didn't destroy the Texans. I mean, I'm just saying it's just not that impressive in a lot of ways, in my opinion. Um, There's also an argument to be had there. If we want to start dissecting the NFC Championship game here as well, is that the like Kyle Shanahan? He just got flatly out coached, and I think if Nick Sirianni is able to coach a type of game where Andy Reid, as smart as he is, and he might be the second greatest coach of all time, especially if he wins this Super Bowl. His downside is game management. And Nick Sirianni, he seems to have that down. On that fourth down catch, up the line of scrimmage and hike the ball before Kyle Shanahan didn't throw the flag for some reason, when he totally should have thrown the flag, especially given the fact that it was fourth down and he just decided not to. That's coaching. So, I I, I That's mean, the, one it wasn't just the fact that they're – if you take away One seven instance, points, it was a bit, yeah, take away seven points. It's questionably the biggest point, biggest turning point of the game outside. Of I know. Rock I'm first. just saying, if Kyle Shanahan catches that, it makes no difference to the game outcome at all. They still lose handily. Um, they lost Brock Purdy. Like there, I just I cannot see how you're putting any stock, negative stock against Kyle Shanahan based off this game. Kyle Shanahan is the best coach in the NFL right now. And I, I don't think it's, like, particularly close. Like, I just cannot get really? down with it. Really? Yeah, he is so – he is such a good coach. I think Andy Reid and uh, Bill Belichick's not looked great these last few years, but he's up there, obviously. He's the best of all time. Just uh, uh, right now, he doesn't seem to be completely on his game, but he gets to be in the conversation because he's the best of all time. And I don't know who else you're putting in that conversation. I, I just – I cannot like Kyle Shanahan is such a good coach. The way he schemes up the run game is, is incredibly innovative. And the way he marries that with the play action and he utilizes the same formations to do different things. He creates, he creates easy opportunities for quarterbacks of from top five draft picks all the way down to literally Mr. Irrelevant. He can make you a good enough offense to, take you to the nfc championship game he's gone there what three out of the last four years and he consistently fosters strong defensive minds and strong coaches underneath him who grow and are successful themselves i just cannot all his players sing his praises i just cannot see anything negative about kyle shanahan other than like that literally that one play which would have been a seven point swing I just he's the hate against Kyle Shanahan just grinds my gears. He is so, such an incredible coach. He can't seem to make any sort of adjustments when his team seems to falter. Um, we also can't really absolve him. Falter. We can't absolve him of the twenty-eight to three factor. He's not the head coach. That's not his fault. He was the offensive coordinator, and he every time his team seems to goes up, he tends to. Start calling these super conservative play calls to the fact that we're this now all of a sudden his teams can come back and he's he becomes conservative. You don't know that he didn't. You don't know that he decided to do that. You don't know that Dan Quinn wasn't like, "Yo, 
run this bitch. We got this in the bag. We have no idea. I'm not. I well, can't have to wear that as the offensive coordinator if he gets credit for Matt no, Ryan. You no. You got you. I'm not. He, I'm not. You don't take. You don't take anything from his Atlanta time, and he's still one of the best. He's still the best coach of the NFL. Like he should get some credit for Matt Ryan. But even if you don't give him any of that credit, he's still incredibly a, an incredible coach. You can't. The game. The game management comes down to the head coach. Otherwise, Nathaniel Hackett might still be. The, and he has the, four the game management. Yeah, he has- and he's the head coach. He it it it's the top down. You can't you can't take you can't give the blame on anybody else. You can't be like, oh, I didn't have good enough staff around me. It's the coach. It's the head coach. They're the ones to blame for clock management. I I'm not saying Kyle Shanahan couldn't like. I mean, I'm not saying that he should get tons of credit for being the best clock manager of all time. But like, I'm I'm not putting any of that in Atlanta twenty eight to three loss on him. Like, re- like I can't, just can't really see how you can pin that on him. I think you got to. At any leader, I think any good leader would say, you know, like the buck stops with this buck stops with me. The buck stops with the head coach. It's the head coach who's ultimately responsible for that. If if Dan Quinn was a good a better head coach, he would have been like, oh shit, we are not doing good. Let's change up the way we're calling these plays, Kyle. Maybe don't run the ball every time while it doesn't work. I I just I can't you can't. I just can't get down with all that not giving any Dan Quinn any of the the blame there. Obviously, big, really big, uh, tough lesson for them to both learn. But uh, I'm still, I'm a Dan. I'm I'm saying that's a, that's mostly on Dan Quinn. That's interesting. We can end it at that, but it's interesting because I don't think Kyle Shanahan's even the best coach in his own division. If we're going to be quite frank, so. I mean, McVeigh, you have a fair argument with McVeigh. I'm assuming that's what you're saying, but yeah. Pete yeah. Carroll, Pete Carroll also, I mean, deserves an honorable mention. I mean, what that guy did with Gino, and he's one of the few coaches to have win, uh, won a national uh, championship in college and a Super Bowl. So shout out to Pete Carroll for that. That's pretty cool. Um, also, the Seahawks sucked ass when he got hired. So shout out. Um, anyways, Gabby. I don't know if you officially said it, but it's clear. Obviously, you were taking the Eagles minus one and a half. Uh, did you say your pick for over under? Yeah, at fifty one, I am gonna go with the over here. I think it's gonna be quite a shootout. I think the the defenses are the defensive line for the Eagles is gonna be able to get to Patrick Mahomes quite a bit, but. Um, I still think 51, I think they're going to be able to do it. I think uh, I'm obviously taking the Chiefs plus one and a half. Um, I obviously think they're going to win just straight up. So I'll be endorsing the money line uh, for the over under. I'm going to say under. Um, and I really am just saying that because I don't think the Eagles are going to score um, that many points. I think the Chiefs will score right around 30, probably slightly less. And I think the Eagles score. Um, around 20 which keeps them just below that 51 mark um, but if I had to lean any direction I would say um, that it wouldn't go below 24 to 20 so I think it'll only be up from there but I think it'll be still slightly under that over underline uh, I wouldn't be excited to take that one for sure um, 
I think if you're an Eagles better, I think you definitely – I would be endorsing the under because I think that the way the Eagles win is running the ball, but um, that's just me. But anyways, we are going to take a quick break, and then we will be back uh, to talk about some of our f- uh, favorite player props for the Super Bowl. All right, welcome back. We are here with the closing portion, another uh, bittersweet moment. You know, last last uh, portion of the pod for the 2022-2023 NFL season. So uh, getting into our player props. Uh, um, favorite ones for the Super Bowl, ones we might consider betting ourselves. Uh, Gabby, would you like to start? Yeah, with the player props, one that I'm really liking here is – like like I was saying earlier with following the same theme here with AJ Brown winning the Super Bowl MVP I like his over yards I think he's going to have a field day versus these young cornerbacks for the for the Kansas City Chiefs at 71 and a half so I, I really like his over there I also do like the sacks over as a team for the Eagles um, following kind of following again with the same trend, uh, trends that I was talking about earlier. I think the Eagles are going to be able to get to Patrick Mahomes a couple more, uh, three times here in the game, especially with Mahomes being a little hobbled. So I really like that, that bet here as well. Nice. Um, what did you say the line was for the sacks again? Uh, three sacks. Three. Yeah, that's that's not bad at all. That's not bad at all. I could definitely see that, um, even thinking that the Chiefs will win. Um, but that would certainly be helpful. Um ones we kind of mentioned already, I think uh Hurts, uh Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown, I think that's a good one. Um I think if the Eagles are I think you could see the Eagles this happening for the Eagles either. Uh no matter what, I think the Eagles are behind. You could see a Jalen Hurts rushing touchdown, and I think if the Eagles are dominating, you could see a Jalen Hurts rushing touchdown. So I like that one because I kind of feel like it's game script proof. Um, another one I like is uh, Isaiah Pacheco anytime touchdown. I just I just have a feeling he's due. Um, that he's been really involved. He's uh, in the playoffs, um, and of course, you know, last week was in part due to Patrick Holmes being limited uh, with his ankle injury. But I think that we're going to see continue to see. Excuse me, him uh, Isaiah Pacheco will be pretty involved just because of how good the uh, Eagles D line is. Um, so I think it's just going to help keep uh, some of the pressure off um, Patrick Mahomes. And then of course, Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl MVP, that's plus plus one twenty. Uh, I just think, I mean, that's just a smart bet. I think honestly, it's just, he's really likely to win. Um, I like that one. Uh, Gabby mentioned the Miles Sanders anytime TD, which I endorse as well. Um, and get one that me and Gabby talked about prior to the pod. So I got to give credit to Gabby for identifying this one, but I'm, I'm really in on, I really like the uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling uh, over 34 and a half receiving yards. Um, and then I, I guess I would just close with saying, you know, I really love the chiefs in this game. And I think there's a pretty good chance they win by more than three. Um, so if you are in the same boat as me and you're a chiefs believer, I think teasing or excuse me, getting the uh, alternate spread for the chiefs minus somewhere between three to three to seven, honestly, um, 
where I'd be looking and wherever you're comfortable. Per- personally, I'll be trying to hit probably minus four, minus five. Um, for the Chiefs, I just think there's a pretty good chance they win by more than three. Um, I think there's a fair chance that the Chiefs win by a touchdown. So um, I really like the Chiefs with a, a larger spread and increase your winnings there. Um, any others you wanted to mention, Gabby? Like Miles Sanders, new odds at plus 2,200 to be Super Bowl MVP. I'm betting that now. So nice. like that. Um, AJ Brown, he's, his odds moved on me to plus 1,800. So I got that at a bad time. I was betting with my heart there at a bar. So <laughs> yeah, I think this is going to be an exciting game. I think it's going to be a good one at the, at the very least. It should be, should be interesting. Um, yeah, I don't, it's not any others that I really want to highlight. Um, so yeah, any, any last ones for you? No. All righty. Well, thank you all for joining us for this episode and, and for any episodes you've listened to previously, we appreciate it. Uh, we will be back next season. We'll probably be back for some draft coverage as well. Won't have a weekly schedule like we did during the season, obviously. Um, but I think we will hope to continue. Um, and so we should be back soon. Uh, thanks again for listening. Good luck with all your bets. And I hope your whatever team you're rooting for in the Super Bowl wins. Thank you.